everyone, welcome to this podcast by Agora Digital Arts. My name is Bella and today I'm so pleased to introduce you to Wednesday Kim and Flavia Visconti. We are so pleased to have them both on the podcast ahead of their latest exhibition, The Rise of Care Machines, hosted by Deformal. Wednesday Kim is an interdisciplinary artist and co-founder of Deformal Online Gallery. She's from Seoul, South Korea, and is currently based in California. Kim works with a mixture of analog and digital media, including 3D animation, video performance, installation, print, and sculpture. Her work is informed by personal experiences and human psychology. She derives imagery from nightmares, intrusive thoughts, and childhood trauma. Flavia Visconti works merged video essays, video installations, and photography. Her investigation focuses on the post-human condition from a glance influenced by the internet and digital culture. She seeks to reflect the influence of techno-patriarchy and body technologies and in the creation of sexualized devices that contribute to the increasing perception of women as objects. She currently coordinates a residency, an online residency for visual artists organised by Asefala Galleria in Buenos Aires. This residency increases the possibility of experimenting with digital technologies and exploring the singularities of web-based exhibitions as site-specific events. So we are so pleased to have you both today. How are you both? Thank Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much for coming. So I have quite a lot of questions for you today. And I think I would just start by asking about your current show, The Rise of Care Machines. Can you tell us about your inspiration for the exhibition and about the artists that you've chosen to feature? So in the beginning, I felt super lonely and also felt so lost in the art community after I became a mom. And I found a book called Obsessed Artisthood, Motherhood by Dani Dan Kim. And it was one of my inspiration. But it actually starts from a casual conversation with Flavia. She's also my first media artist who has a kid that I met. And we started following each other because we were in the same show before. And of course, I love her work so much. And then I was um, flirting with her with my introvert mind because I want to be a friend with her. <laughs> and we were talking and we, want, we were saying, oh, oh, let's go, let's do something together. And then we just continued chatting and this is how it began. But mostly we wanted to focus on new media artists rather than traditional artists because we want to find artists who are in a similar field like us. Yes, we start. We started talking with WED almost a year ago. At the beginning, we find out we had so much things in common because I love her work and we have met uh, in the Bronx Biennale. But not only in artwork, but in the everyday talk, we have the same kind of difficulties at the moment of work, schedules, kids. We started sharing some writings and books and suddenly <laughs> realized we wanted to talk about all this and make it visible from our own perspective. And as she told, she was the first new media artist I met and she lived the other side of the world. So that was really a coincidence for both of us. 
that's so wonderful that the things that you had in common could band you together and create such a Wednesday. I know that you've been involved with the Procreate Mother Prize. I've gone on to produce inclusive spaces for self-identifying mothers in art, as shown in your current exhibition. And I know that's something that you've both talked about and bond over. I was wondering if you can talk to us about the importance of creating spaces for mothers to address the experience of becoming a parent through their artwork. Uh, my experience with the Procreate, it was great because like most of the time when I go to exhibitions and stuff, I have to look around and I beca- I'm like sweating because of what if my kids cry and like stuff. But then with the Procreate residency, I don't have to worry about those. And I really do think it is important for mother artists who have space for self-identifying mothers in art. I know it's, it's been and still is not a popular topic in the artwork. Sometimes not so welcome. I understand some of the reasons. And I was also never interested in this topic before I becoming a mom. But surprisingly, I finally realized that some of the artists that I admire are also moms. And I believe many other parents artists have experiences of struggling with the gap between art and motherhood, which is very lonely. So I think it's not just space, it's more building a community together, I, I think. And like I got strength from the Procreate project and this book, but especially with the rise of the care machine, with these great uh, new media artists who can laugh together with parents' memes, helped me a lot from getting lost. I think it's always easy to understand each other if the others have similar experience that you went through. Absolutely, it's a real space to band together and create a space what the art world often excludes. I know I was reading an article earlier about ways to include mother artists and it was things that normal galleries don't really think about, about childcare costs and doing exhibitions in half term and all these things that normal galleries don't often think about but exclude so many to have these spaces is so special to be inclusive I know Flavia that your work specifically looks at the effects of digital culture what is digital culture's effect on motherhood and how does your work particularly respond to this I think it's difficult to predict the facts, but certainly I believe they can be positive as well as negative. If you understand digital culture mainly as the relationship between humans and technology, I think we should start paying attention to people taking care of designing certain components that impact directly in our body health. Robotics can turn into spaces of interaction between gender, power structures, and technology. And in my work, I'm really interested in discussing this influence of technopatriarchy in body health technologies and medical appliances and how they contribute to increasing the perception of women as objects. But on the other hand, I feel immersed in this digital culture and world as well that made possible this kind of projects that the one we just create with web and, and these encounters between artists. Absolutely. Have you felt like with everything more shifting online, that it is you get more autonomy over how digital cultures affecting women in general and because we're moving online are we seeing this discourse expand yes totally yes but as i was saying i think it's we cannot predict the facts right now but i think we have positive things in the future as well absolutely i think it is moving towards a better place for sure 
Wednesday emailed me the PDF extract actually to Selfhood, Artisthood and Motherhood by Danny Dayan Kim. Have you both been inspired by this text and are the stories featured in it inspiring the art you, you create, your curating work? What do you think about this book? I personally think it's the kind of proposal that motivates my work and it's a demonstration on how building a network of empathy and solidarity can bring life excellent projects. Absolutely and we definitely see that in Rise of the Care Machine with the artist you feature and yeah and just the whole network of artists that you have you can see it's a really supportive environment and based off of these ideas that the book is showing. Wednesday I know you're particularly inspired by this book what's what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, uh, personally, like, um, that's how the book gave me the strength also. Uh, I don't know how others feel about it, but I think it's really important to support each other. Like the from the book, she mentioned saying, I had not realized that motherhood requires understanding and empathy from others. And I totally agree with it. And also, I think it became a compass for me. And also the stories from our artists, because we have uh, writings from our artists in the section of voice in the show. And it's also inspired us a lot. Absolutely. You can definitely tell. So the exhibition is on Deformant, Wednesday, you're the co-founder. And it's really demonstrated necessary online communities are during these times when we have limited human contact. And it's been a great platform for exhibitions such as Rise of the Care Machines. Could you tell us a bit more how Deformal allows you to work in collaboration with other artists despite not being able to meet in person and how it's really been a great platform for this current exhibition? Actually, other co-founder Vincent is in New York and I'm currently in LA and we've been moving a lot so much. So we've never been together since after we graduated school in 2015. <laughs> So we've been always online and we've been working remotely like forever. I think it's been really great. And also as an introvert, it's for me, it's great and easy to survive, keep doing those work. And also our residency program is also online, but then like we became friends and but only online. But I think we met, uh, we met artists Sorry, uh, we met several artists in person, but only a few. So I met Miriam Nee, uh, she's she's UK-based artist. And so we met in person while I was in Dagenham. And Vincent has chance to meet other artists who's visiting New York and who's based in New York. For the Rise of the Care Machine, me and Flavia never met in person, but it's been great. And even when we do meetings like old-fashioned way, like no video no sound we just chat but then it worked well so I I guess nothing can really tear us from even we can be in person that's so true and hopefully one day you will finally get to meet in person (laughs) was the residency something that you really felt is missing is something that you would have liked even in the coming up years that you would have liked as an artist and would have liked to be involved with did you see that gap in the market because it's something that you found you could have done with being a digital artist? I don't think it's that new. I I think it's been always like the online residency has been always been there, but then actually never been spotlight before the pandemic, I think. So it became yeah. more popular and I think. Yeah, absolutely. We're really seeing a rise in them. Yeah, yes. Ev, you want to name them? Or oh, Okay. It's Ching Ching Tang and Julie Dena, Catherine Bioka. Sofia Cordova, 
Julie Gross, Faith Holland, and her um, daughter Hilde Holland Water, Monica Holtzkova, Lori mm -hmm. Scott, and Flavia Vispa. The show is still up, so feel free to visit there. So it's like uh, we have a virtual space, like a 3D space with a Mozilla Hub, and then you can watch the actual full length of video on Wix. So it's all connected, so feel free to visit and read the writings by other moms. I have a question for Wednesday. The Mozilla Hubs show is built in a house in which each room hosts an artist sharing a particular story. Could you please tell us about uh, the visitor's journey in this domestic environment and why have you chosen those settings? I chose the abandoned building because it was how I felt as a mother at the moment. And I also wanted to work in unusual place for mothers. The first floor is flooded by milk. The cafe mother is moving with a cart full of energy drink. Um, so after adding the artist's work um, in this space, it became balanced with nightmares and daydreams. Some of the pieces reflect conversation between mother and child or idealized characters that make ex existential questions about life and death. Some refer to the idea or concept of transmi transmission on knowledge, like on Julie Vena and Julie Grosch's work, or um, thoughts of life and death, um, the artistic death, like Monica. Um, and other own body uh, health technologies and reproductive labor like Flavia, or about in-between roles of being um, daughter and mother like Ching's work, or the idea of connectivity and traveling through the time like um, Rory's work. Wednesday, could you also quickly introduce us to the artists in the show and what they are questioning in their work? And I will start with Julie Vena. Julie Vena is based in France and her work is made of, of an eclectic set of references combining contemporary and ancient literature, high and low art, joking and seriousness, parallel times and spaces. In her work, um, Anna and the Gesture questions what it is like to be infinite. Um, Anna and the Gesture in Window Opportunity, uh, we witness Julie Venus' exploration of materiality and absence through a gesture grappling with existentialism. Also from her note, um, Julie mentioned Anna and the gesture function as one and the same person. Sometimes I wonder if Anna is the gesture or gesture is Anna and I am the gesture. Then who is Anna? Am I finally Anna? Monika Holsikova was born in Prague and um, currently besides in Bruno. Uh, she graduated from the Faculty of Fine Art at Bruno University of Technology. Monica creates complex sculptures using 3D printing technologies and polyester resin. Um, the conceptual skeletal sculpture seems amazingly um, realistic. Um, the themes 
approaches by the artist are a metaphor for death and life, a reflection on morality and perhaps immortality, resulting from an unceasing interest in the human body and its multiple possibilities of representation. Um, so in this show, um, her 3D sculpture title um, from the cycle Godness Expectation um, it's uh, made made of her own uh, scan when she was expecting a baby and how she felt arti artistically dead because she had no time for her work. Julie Grosch lives and works between the U.S. and France and she graduated from ENSA Design. Her video work convents group dynamics where individuals ask essential questions in Amour, Mon Amour. Um, humanoid made essential questions on how to live together, how to transmit, why to love, and how to exist. They come up with a new concept of life around love. And Flavia Visconti. Um, Flavia lives and works in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, Flavia works merge video essays, video installations, and photography. Her investigation focuses on the post-human condition from glands influenced by the internet and digital culture. She currently um, coordinates Acephala Web Residency, um, it's an online residency for visual artists organized by Acephala Galleria in Buenos Aires. Um, this residency increases the possibility of experimenting with digital technologies and exploring um, the singularities of web-based exhibitions as site-specific event. Um, they are currently having an open call for the residency, so please check it out. Um, and Flavia's uh, work, Egg Donor Myth, that questions about the construction of the myth of motherhood and its relationship with salaried and um, physical work and reproductive labor. Personally, I wanted to be able to get to know more digital artists in our same conditions at the moment of creating or who were already talking through their artwork about their experience with kids or with a different approach to motherhood and art. Now talking specifically about the artists involved, let me talk about Faith Holland, who is an artist, curator, and educator whose multimedia practice focuses on gender, intimacy, and technology. She has exhibited at venues such as the Whit Museum of America Art, New York, Forum Dusseldorf Photographic Center in Copenhagen, Boulder Museum of Contemporary Art, Boulder, and Human Resources Los Angeles and Dam Gallery Berlin. And Hildegard Holland Water, she is a collaborative baby who works across performance, drawing, installation. She performs as part of Faith Holland Hearts of Installation at Spring Break Art Show New York in 2020 and produced a performance video work for Vicarious Touching, the online version of the exhibition at Transfer. 
and the rise of the cure machine. This is an artistic collaboration between mother and daughter. And on faith, on words, how fragmentary and distracted can be working around a toddler. But on the other hand, they are intense and concentrated. So it seems to me, as they might say in Lunatune, if you can't beat them, join them. Another artist involved in the exhibition, Catherine Bioca, who was born in Rome, Italy, where she got her BA in political sciences. And she studied fine arts at the Academy of Dusseldorf. She currently lives and works between Berlin and Rome. And her work involves two-dimensional, three-dimensional elements. All of these elements form a sort of fat theatrical stage inspired by her past and the internet. In The Rise of the Kermachine, she's exhibit Ella and Shosh. Um, that talks about the voices inside of an exhausted women's head. She's located in children's room and it reminds us of all mothers. Another piece is the bleeding edge. From her words, a small figure is exposed to falling pieces of different textiles and fabrics. The sound accompanying those falling elements is resembling falling bombs, whistles with the final explosion sounds. Sofia Cordova, another artist, was born in Puerto Rico and now based in Auckland, makes work that considers sci-fi as alternative history, dance, music's liberatory potential, internet, colonial contamination, mystical objects and extinction and mutation as evolution within the matrix of class, gender, race, late capitalism and its technologies. Sophia's works for the rise of the cure machine is a sound piece called The Gentle Boys, a speculative vision of the natural world thriving through radiation, blooming more beautiful than ever. We connected her piece with this idea of being reborn and the impact of having a child. Rory Scott is a multidisciplinary artist whose work is recognized for its use of patterns, glitter, and for its likeness to the universe. Through both and digital handmade means, Scott explored the ideas of impermanence, the passage of time and the impacts of technology. She's exhibiting the membrane vivid and membrane light. Both are air filters that you can see in the rise of the curve machines. Xing Xinsheng was born in Taiwan and is currently based out in California. She received her Master in Fine Arts from Art Center College of Design. She's interested in the relationship between identity and space, more specifically how the physical environment is juxtaposed with gender, culture, society, economics and politics. In her work, Xiao Nu talks about the in-between stages, not only being a daughter, but also a mother and navigating both roles. Question to Flavia. In your opinion, would the next feminist act be for women to withholding their eggs and simply stop procreating? Uh, I really can't imagine that, but I think the problem of motherhood is part of the feminist struggle. Who cares for those who care? 
One of the demands of feminism is to be able to socialize care, not only between men and women, but also between different social actors. And caring should not be an individual responsibility, in my opinion. In the Adoner myth, I asked myself about the construction of the myth of motherhood and its relationship with physical and paid work. It's about reproductive labor, how reproductive labor by maintaining and producing workers demands to be seen as a main source of global capitalism. Pregnancy is not something that society tends to question. It's a romantic conception of gestational labor, while, for example, surrogacy is most of the time shown as a slavery and cruelty. But in many countries, it's an entry of money for young women who find in their own reproductive capacity a full-paid job. So I was trying to debunk and ask myself how much is true in the saying, what they call love is unpaid work. The exhibition looks great. So what is the rest of your 2021 looking like for both of you creatively? I'm really excited about hearing what's coming up next. Okay, so I have an upcoming group show at Science Gallery Melbourne, and it will open next week, 21st of July, and it is a multimedia installation um, version of my video work, The Aesthetic of Being Disappeared. And I have not been working on physical work for a long time, so I am very excited. And there's a group show coming up with our only Asian artists in August. That's so ex- lovely. I'm really pleased to, to hear that you can get back to creating physical works again. I'm excited for you. Flavia, what's the rest of your 2021 looking like? Next month, I will be coordinating web residency, an online residency for visual artists organized by Acefala Galeria in Buenos Aires. This residency increased the possibility of experimenting with digital technologies and exploring the singularities of web-based exhibitions as site-specific events. I'm thrilled with this project and that's what the future is for me now. That sounds so exciting. So you both have a really busy year coming up, but an exciting one as well. Thank you so much for coming to talk with me today. We've been really excited to feature you on the website. We're really excited about this podcast. And thank you both. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.